Hey, welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Ozempa. And I am Brady Steffel. You are always Brady Steffel. Brady, <laughs> how goes it? How are you doing today? It's going, man. It's yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, like the big drop. Well, the big drama. Big drama. You can see Eric and I are on the video call. I got to like split my lip. I was so dry. I opened my mouth. I just busted the corner of my mouth open and it's been just a pain. No, how did you bust your mouth open? It's dry. You know, you're dry and you go, oh, okay. ah, you're yawning and then split. And it's like every time yeah. you yawn in the morning. You know, they call chapstick, you know, chapstick, you know, Susie chapstick and stuff. You could, you could use that. I was, yeah, I was greasing up, greasing up the lid. Grease, <laughs> greasing up. Speed grease. Yeah. <laughs> um, but trying, but it, you know, it gets dry here. It's been dry recently. I just watered. Uh, today, water the backyard with the dogs are at all times. So really, really hard on it. And if you... Uh, well, we had, uh, what's her, what's the, what's the lady from the extension office, whatever the master gardener lady. Oh, Carol O'Mara. Yeah. Yeah. We had Carol on and she said, basically anytime you're, it gets over what, 50 degrees, you're supposed to yeah. be mindful of the, like what your, what your soil is like, because yeah. if you dry your, your roots and your grass will be growing, they'll be doing stuff. Uh, so I've been out trying to stay ahead of that because otherwise the dogs just torch holes in the Oh, I know. And the wind didn't help. I mean, my gosh, it's like mm-hmm. crazy with wind. Yeah. So, yeah. so Kelsey went out for a run and she said, I might be gone for five minutes or I might be gone for a couple hours because the wind was so nuts this weekend. She managed to go and do it. But it was a wild, wild weekend. It's one of those uh, wild, windy weather W weekends. Oh, I could have just gone windy, wild weather weekend. That was a. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. Son of a. <laughs> Son of a gun. Yeah, I like, I like that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's the whole thing. Um, windy, you know, wild. windy, windy wild, windy wild weather, Colorado wind weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, windy weekend. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Um, so should we yeah, do our was, should we do our exciting news and buzz around town here real quick? Yeah, we got okay. we yeah. got a guest, but we can we can. Michael Michael is here apparently. No. <laughs> All right, Michael. Uh, no, actually, we have Becky from Women in Sustainability joining us today. So, hey, uh, Becky, pronounce Hi. your last name for our audience, too, as well. Megas. Megas. This is Brady Staffel, who is my uh, partner in crime that does this podcast called Side Dish. And yeah. Becky, you are with Women in Sustainability. Can you tell us about yourself, first of all, and then we'll get into Women in Sustainability. We'll pepper you with questions. I like being peppered with questions. Hi, Brady. Nice to meet you. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to speak with you guys about sustainability. Um, so I am originally from Ohio. I am a Buckeye graduate of The Ohio State University. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, living out in Colorado for eight years now, which seems like it was yesterday, but, um, I come from a background of working in the event space. I've been producing concerts for over 15 years and, uh, previously to starting Women in Sustainability, I was producing almost 300 concerts a year. So you can imagine that I didn't sleep. Oh, wait, I still don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But, You're looking cheery uh, so, yeah, for it. So like, you are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I left the event industry in 2010 to start my own business, 
I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I just knew that I wanted to work in sustainability, which was a major passion of mine. I personally try to live a very sustainable lifestyle and wanted to incorporate it into my next steps and into my business. And so I left in 2018 to start my own business. Along the way, uh, something really cool happened that I was fortunate to network with a group of women who were doing environmental sustainability in their own way and in their own industries. And it was just really amazing to me to be able to connect with these women who were very passionate about sustainability as well and being able to, to create change for a better world. And so I was very fortunate I'd get into these meetings and I would get super hyped up and I would be like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. I'd come home and I'd start working on a project. Two days later, I'd be super depressed because, you know, sustainability, climate change, it's depressing. And I would create another meeting and I kept doing this over and over. And I woke up one morning and I was like, wow, I have an amazing network of women that really need to get to know each other. I think I'm going to create a happy hour. We just, you know, I'll go get drinks. We need to have fun, hang out, figure out how do we work together. And so we got together and about, and this would happen in April, 2019, and we had about 30 people show up for our first happy hour. Half of them I knew, the other half I didn't know. And before I knew it, Women in Sustainability was born. It was a community that naturally came together organically on its own to create a community of women who are looking for other women who are interested in this field and interested in creating a better world for our families and our children. And um, yeah, so here we are today, Women in Sustainability. And how, and, and actually I'd have to like sarcastically quip, but it'd have to be organically came together, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Or together. Oh, exactly. Eric. <laughs> uh, I know. We need it's a, a rim shot. We need a rim shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and Becky, how many, how many mem members I'm using like air quotes or whatever, how many people participating right now do you have? You started with 30. What are you, what are you looking at now? <clears throat> yeah. So we are now almost 1100 women in our Facebook community. And I should note, we're not just women, we're at women and allies. So mm -hmm. um, we love men too. Um, <laughs> and we love everybody. And so everybody's welcome to our community. We are an open organization as long as that everybody is focused on the main goal of environmental sustainability. Okay. And so what are the major tenets of what you're trying to accomplish? Like, what are you, what are you working on? Yeah, absolutely. So our biggest thing is that we are about collaboration, um, first and foremost. So we come together and you know be able to collaborate together. We've seen out of this community, um, businesses start from women who have connected with each other. We've seen um, different events that have popped up. We've seen different creations from the, the community that's collaborating together. So it's about collaboration and, and connection. Um, for us, we also provide a lot of education. So we do a weekly webinar series that's every Wednesday from 1230 to 1.30. Um, sometimes that changes, but it's pretty standard um, every Wednesday, so our web webinar Wednesdays. Um, and then we also create social events um, and you know just a way for the community to come together. We keep our quarterly meetup, which is all virtual because, you know, COVID, mm -hmm. um, everything's virtual. But we do um, those events and then we're also working towards getting um, working on advocacy. So next year we're really excited that 
several of our state representatives who are really focusing on some really great advocacy and bills, excuse me, and some really great policies and bills for next year, um, got reelected into their seats. And so we're going to be working closely with our state legislators as well as our local district members to be able to create um, some policies and start creating some change around environmental, um, environmental work. Can you be more specific about what you, what these bills and policies are looking at? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is we need to get rid of styrofoam. Um, so that was a, a bill that was in place for go to be up for legislation this year. Unfortunately, it was coming up right at the same time as COVID and all policies had stopped that were in the works to switch over to everything focused on COVID. Um, so that's one thing that we would like to see back on the table next year is to ban the use of styrofoam throughout the state of Colorado. Wow. Um, another one, right? Like yeah. you think about like when you go to a restaurant, how much styrofoam you bring home from one order mm -hmm. from places mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, so styrofoam never degrades. It never breaks down. It never goes away. It is like, it and is there made aren't, of- uh, there aren't enough people with who need bean bags to make styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't, we should bring that back though, right? We should bring back no, the bean bag. Like, no, <laughs> I got a bean bag when I was in second grade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thing. When I was in second grade, it was the, the absolute best thing. <laughs> yeah, dorm was, rooms, dorm rooms. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for one to be behind you, Brady. I thought you were just going to go jump into it right now. Oh, no, I got a dog bed and a, oh, you can see my cat's completely flopped out. Yeah. <laughs> There's very little for me or what's going on. There she is. That's, yeah, that's what exactly. I got back there. Exactly. Maybe a pair of socks over here somewhere, but otherwise it's me and the guitars. So. That's right. Yeah. So I Becky, like what, uh, see, no styrofoam in the state of Colorado, which sounds like an awesome that's policy a heck change. Of a, that's yeah, a heck that's of pretty a cool. So what uh, are the, is there another yeah. one that you're excited um, about? So the other one is really focusing on food waste. Um, mm -hmm. So we, food waste is one of the biggest contributions to greenhouse gases. Um, you think about how much food that we waste at the end of the day between not just your home, but what you're wasting from our grocery stores and from um, coming from the event world, like how much food waste comes from events. And so one of those is how do we create food waste and um, making sure we have better composting policies and have access to composting. Um, and at the state level, there's a lot of legislation around that, but also working with that on our local level. So one of the one of the ideas that we're hoping to pass is a pay as you throw. So a lot of people don't realize they don't, we don't as Americans, we don't think about our trash. Most of the countries, like they understand their waste. Americans don't understand our waste. Like we don't understand. We throw it away. It goes away. It goes somewhere. We don't know anything mm -hmm. more. Ironically, I'm saying this as my trash truck is coming down the street. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we must've known I was talking to you guys. Um, no. But we don't think about it. And so one of the things with pay as you throw is to, instead of your trash bill being a part of your um, property bill, it's separated out and you start to see what you're paying in the amount of waste that you're creating. And the idea is to be able to switch over and focus more on recycling and composting and people get people to access those services versus as accessing their trash and having smaller trash cans instead of larger. Um, so that people will start to think about their waste and how they're throwing things away and how things can be properly disposed of. Yeah, I can, I can tell you, I, w I just want to give a shout out to the city of Longmont because we have citywide comp composting and it's awesome because it was able to degrade our, 
our trash to the tiny can. So we don't, you know, my next step is to like do the every other week pickup, which would be awesome, but I'm not sure I'm there, but certainly the compost bin has really helped um, just really alleviate the need for a trash bin. It's really cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you realized how much more your trash intake has been since you've been working from home? Well, actually, I still go to the office, so I'm okay. probably not the best person to <laughs> actually the 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 best uh, best use of of uh, getting rid of waste really or the waste stream is really to get rid of my college son when he goes back to school <laughs> because the moment he arrives, it's like all of a sudden there is the recycling bin is overflowing and the and the trash and the compost bin are overflowing. Yeah. because he just brings an enormous amount of consumption with him wherever he goes. And it's not that he's like, you know, he's just like totally thumbing his nose at at climate change or whatever, or, you know, he's very passionate about it, but it is funny. It's like just as consumers, as young consumers, they're much more like willing to, you know, do certain things. And as I get older, I don't need as much stuff. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. You start to realize that as you get older and, um, I think, you know, with COVID, a lot of us realized our home consumption because we didn't see it at the workplace Yeah. and at home. I mean, for us, you know, when we were pre-COVID, when we'd order out from a restaurant, we would take our own containers and ask for our food to be in our containers. Obviously, we can't do that. And we support our local restaurants at least once a week. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen that um, in, you know, uptake in our, our trash in our house. We we were to that point where we, there's two people in my household. We were to that point where we could do every other week in our trash. And now it's just, we he just can't avoid it because we have yeah. all of our extra trash. Yeah. From COVID, but. Well, and I ranted at the last side dish about leaves. And so I'm a huge proponent in using leaves in the landscape. Yeah. And Brady laughs at me, but you know, I can actually put the leaves in the garden without having the city come by and use their giant trucks to pick them up and the bags. And I don't understand that. I you know, it's pretty easy to contain the leaves. And, and even if you used a lawnmower, that still is better than, at least in my perception of having a truck come out, putting them in bags, especially the plastic bags I see on the street. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't put them in plastic bags. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I was yelling at a neighbor the other night, yelling at them, but as I was walking, <laughs> all their leaves were in a plastic bag. And I was like, that's not all you do it. That's not what you do. And my, my poor partner, like, he's always like, yeah. <laughs> and in full disclosure, I have to tell everybody that I've already spoken to Becky before and I was, you know, I had a, my, my to-go Starbucks cup. So, you know, I was shamed actually on a Zoom call with Becky. Um, but anyway, we're all kind of doing what we can and, you know, we all kind of approach it in different ways. Um, but I will say, you said, you mentioned a webinar series. So you said every Wednesday, how do you, how do people get involved with that? How do they know about that happening and how do they sign up for that? Yeah, so our webinar series is listed. So I'll back up for a second. Currently, we are a Facebook group. So um, anybody who wants to join can search on Facebook, Women in Sustainability Colorado. Um, we are looking to eventually branch out um, into having a public Facebook page, which we're working on, as well as a website. Um, hope to be launched by the end of this month. But we are also listed on Eventbrite. So it is um, wiscolorado.eventbrite.com is all of our upcoming webinars. We are taking a break. So we have this week and next week, um, and then we'll have a holiday event in December, which will just be a really fun time for everybody to come and hang out, have cocktails, we've got live music, there's gonna be a bunch of really fun activities. 
um, but then we'll break until January. So we'll, our webinar series wraps up the end of next, or, sorry, our webinar series wraps up next week. We'll take a break until January and we'll be back on January with our webinars. Fantastic. And then, and then to get you out of here, because um, we are a little cramped for time, of course, we don't want to take yeah. up too much of your time. Is there something you would suggest people do to get involved and really look at, you know, is there one thing, and everybody always wants to know this, what's the one thing I could do, or what's an action item I could do, and that would be pretty easy for people to do, or is it, is it the answer that there is no easy solution and you should do X? You know, I'm just curious to know what you'd respond to that, or how would you respond to that? That's actually a really great question. Um, it really matters on the person. So what I'm able to do, the next person is not able to do. I think for me, the biggest components is start to understand your trash, right? Like stop just throwing things away and not thinking about it. I think about every single thing that touches my hand. So everything that comes into my presence, I think to myself, how do I dispose of this? Take a waste audit at home to like look around and see what is in your trash, what's going into your recycling. Um, take opportunities to learn about ways that you can change your own habits. I think people think, you know, sustainability has this perception of you have to go out and buy the latest and greatest tool to be sustainable. Well, that's actually very against what we, we taught, we <laughs> teach because the idea of sustainability is to have less, not more. So what do you have in your house that you can use instead of going out and buying something? You know, everybody has to go buy the bamboo utensils. For me, it's, I use the, my utensils that I have in my house and I just carry them with me when I go places. Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. as easy. Um, so thinking about ways like that of how you can use what you already have in your possession, not having to buy new things, looking at what the waste is that you're creating um, and go out and when COVID is over, I highly recommend to everybody go tour a recycling facility. It is life changing. Like to really see your waste and understand your waste, where it goes, how it gets processed, where it has to go after. It really just starts to open your eyes to how you know, things are shipped and where things are going. And it's not just a way, there's a place that the way has to be. And um, I always recommend go, go to a recycling facility. Um, awesome. And just take time to learn and take patience. It's not something that happens overnight. It's something that's a long, you know, long-term thing. Yeah change one habit, learn another one, keep doing it and just be patient and have fun with it. Awesome. We appreciate your time, Becky. Thanks so much for joining us. And can you give us a plug again for either website or a Facebook page that you want to plug? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much to Eric and Brady for having me on. It was yeah. such a pleasure. It was so much fun. Um, women in Sustainability Facebook group is uh, Women in Sustainability on Facebook. Um, you can also look for us on our eventbrite at wifcolorado.eventbrite.com and eventually womeninsustainability.org will be live. So um, awesome. Hope to see you guys there. Thanks for joining Thanks us, so Becky. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you so Bye. much. All right. It was awesome. I, I think that uh, Becky brings an enthusiasm to sustainability and to environmentalism that I think is pretty cool. So she was mm -hmm. on the um, e for all pitch um, oh, okay. and was there talking about her idea for starting a nonprofit, kind of formalizing the women in sustainability movement and making it a nonprofit. So that's kind of how we got in touch. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's switch gears again and go back to kind of the Screech. things we're doing around town. So Yeah, um, I will I, I will interject one thing before yeah. we, we hard shift. Uh, when I lived yeah. in Charlottesville out in Virginia, um, one way that we knew how much trash you're throwing away is that in Virginia, in at least in Charlottesville, you have to get a sticker for every garbage can yeah. that you 
have collected. So we didn't know this. And there's a dead possum in our yard that I had to put in the garbage can. What are you going to do, right? Yeah, don't worry about it. Well, now you can compost it. But anyway, go ahead. You can, yeah, it's sort of good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's meat. Throw it in yeah. the pile. Uh, yeah. But so it sat there for weeks and weeks. And it was like super full. We couldn't understand why the guy wasn't taking it because we had just moved there. And yeah, you have to go to the store and you buy a series of 10 stickers and they're a couple bucks a piece or whatever they are. And then every time you, you put a trash can out, you have to put a sticker on it. They tear the sticker off as they throw it. And then that's how they collect it. So that, I mean, that'll teach you pretty quick to, to know. Um, I think some of that individualization, if you want people to be conscious of what they're doing, if you want people to smoke less, you charge more for cigarettes. If you yeah. want people to throw less stuff out, you charge more. I also take the other tack too. I mean, you lived in Germany for a while. I think Germany is really amazing about packaging. And I feel mm -hmm. like in America, the consumer is usually passed on the packaging to get rid of. Could you we're, not reduce the packaging to not make we're it so very, onerous? very reticent to do stuff that is really not that difficult to do. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, for me, like I'm passionate about sustainability too. And I don't understand because there's a, it's called Fond over there, P-F-A-N-D, but it's just the, the, um, the charge, you get a bottle charge when you go, like we used to have in a lot of yeah. places. Oh yeah. And they're significant to the point where you buy a 12 pack of beer and they're half liter bottles and you, you put them into a machine. It's actually really cool. You take your bottle, you throw it into a machine. It rotates the bottle as, and it scans, it finds the barcode, sorts it, and then it's off. It prints you a little ticket. You take that, you can pay at the register with the money that you get. And that like the amount of money that you get back is enough to pay for more beer. Like it's significant. Yeah. So um, that type of thing is, it's awesome. They're doing a really good job. And then when you recycle glass and stuff, there's, there's ways to do it and, and it costs a lot of money. There's not a lot of appetite for a lot of that stuff around here. So before diving, we accidentally slide sidelong into politics. Um, <laughs> you know, exactly. Well, and again, you know, I think things change, you know, there were years mm -hmm. ago when people would say, Hey, we're not going to wear seatbelts. And yeah. now you, you look kind of weird if you're not wearing a seatbelt. So yeah, people don't understand why. Change. So yeah. So All right. Anyway, we do have stuff about Longmont. Yeah, exactly. Let's do a hard shift. So um, I do want to announce that the Boba Tea Place is open. So your friend can go on Francis Street and go find the Boba Tea Place. Oh, Sierra, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I have not, yeah, I have not, I think it just says coffee and tea on it. I don't think there's an amazing name with it, but it's on the east side of the intersection of Francis and 11th, where the Blackjack yeah. Pizza is in that area. So, yeah, yeah encourage people to go check out the generically named coffee and tea place what do you need yeah exactly no. anyway it looks nice inside i've not poked in but it looks really nice inside so i did i did i do plan to go by there pretty soon sure. um you actually the community has news about the amazing um low-cost retailer coming to town possibly cost costco yeah are we yeah. talking about costco that's right yes Costco um, is apparently, apparently they're in negotiations actually to come to town. So today's the 16th of November, tomorrow's the 17th, Tuesday, there is a council meeting and there's going to be further details discussed at that. Uh, so this is by no means locked up, but apparently by 2023, we could have a Costco by the Harvest Junction, which is off of 119 and call it main street sort of it's further to the east well it's that. on ken, ken pratt and yeah harvest junctions on ken pratt so yeah. ken pratt there yeah. you go um yeah. so it's in that area uh and there's a big parcel of land over there yet that's undeveloped and they're talking about scooping that up big big chunk of the cost that the city would throw at it apparently is going to go toward that to the tune of nine and a half million i think is what <laughs> we're talking about spending yeah it's uh 
that's a big old one to chew on for a town like Longmont. When you got the new Hilton Garden Center mm-hmm. Hotel over there. So, hey, I, I've often people come lamented, into town and go to Costco. I have lamented the, uh, the amount and selection of um, uh, retail purchase power, like stuff you go buy stuff uh, east of Maine because there's like Best Buy and Marshalls and stuff over there. And there's a Lowe's. But a lot of that type of stuff where you'd have grocery kind of stuff in that area as it's developing – there's a lot of places that people that aren't kind of served. And I think Costco, people have been going nuts online about oh, Costco's coming. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, and strategically speaking, I mean, if you think about the corridor, I mean, you're mm-hmm. going you're gonna to bring people from maybe Niwot, other areas. But more importantly, if you put it on the east side of town, you're going to bring in Fire, Frederick Firestone. Media. The whole eastern area that's growing yeah. like crazy. I so would think so. Cool. I think people are really excited about it. Um, so... Yeah. I've been in the I've been at a Costco once. I was telling Eric about this. I have a friend who lives in Minnesota uh, who will never listen to this, but he, uh, he said, "Hey, I'm coming back." Blah blah blah. You want to come get me at the airport? He's like, "Yeah, I got to do a Costco run anyway." It's like, okay. So he picks me up from the airport. The first thing we do is drive to the Costco, uh, which cool, you know. And it's that's the only time <laughs> I've ever been to one. I have relatives. Brought- I have relatives that come in from Minnesota and then they go to Target, which I don't understand because. Target's Target. a Dayton Hudson company, which is in Minnesota. So I'm it's really, out of, yeah, it's really confused as to why they feel the need to go to Target. But anyway, that's, that's where my dad story. loves to go to. He's like, we got to go to the Target. Let's, let's <laughs> it's a nice clean store. I don't know what's wrong. But with isn't, isn't New Ulm close to a Target? No, yeah. but you could, okay. no, well, we used to have one and they closed it down. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, Target, I think is a safe option to go. You're anywhere in the country. My dad loves Dr. Pepper and bananas. You can go buy Dr. Pepper and bananas. You don't have to learn the local grocery stores and whatever. So he yeah. likes going over there. I, I bought this shirt at Target. Like I'm, I'm happy by, I don't, you know, you, you've complained about my, my fashion sense in the past because largely I shop at Target and whatever they've got left over at Marshall's, that's what I buy. Well, you have a new hat. So, hey, that life's good. Nah, yeah. This, this yeah. hat's like three years old. Yeah, but you're, pulled, you're, you're changing it up, though. You're changing it up is the point. So the Marshalls. Yeah. No, I pulled it out because I'm getting all woolly. Uh, so anyway, uh, Costco, I guess. We're getting a Costco maybe yeah. probably over Harvest Junction. Yeah. Um, which is cool. You know, is. so it's, well, anything to kind of bolster that whole area over there would be kind of cool too as well. Um, yeah, let's see. I, I peeked into alfalfas and it is a little different than Lucky's. And obviously the cost, as I said, was a little bit more. I'd like to, we should do a comparison sometime and go and like, just pick out an apple, like a Honeycrisp apple and just see how much it is at different stores. We and, just go for like, like staples. If, yeah. if, if, so in other news, there's like been a eggs or something else, or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, there's been a vaccine. Apparently, there's a couple of news has come out. That's right now. Like, one yeah. is 95 percent effective. One is 90 percent effective. Next year, if we can all go without masks and go hang out at grocery stores, you and I can go to say Target, uh, Alfalfa's, Safeway, and maybe one other one. It's just like, yeah, what's it cost for a thing of eggs? I think yeah. of milk. The hot take from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> news everybody wants. Where are you gonna go? You're gonna go Target. The Wally world. Yeah, there was a guy, there was like a consumer guy in addition to Ralph Nader, you know, yeah. there was a guy, I want to say David Horowitz. He used to do a show and it was on, I was on TV and he used to like, do like, we went to this grocery store and found that eggs were $4 more than they were here. So it was fun. Yeah. But um, yeah. the really neat thing about alfalfa is I have to say that I'm excited about is the fact that as you, both of us have talked about for me, if you're in the center of town, 
for the most part. Going south and picking up something is pretty convenient compared to like driving to other areas. So yeah. granted, I'm not going to probably do all of my shopping. Well, I should say I'm not going to do all my shopping in Alfalfa's. Yeah. But in a pinch, it's great to pick up something. They've got yeah. some good bread. Um, they even have a lot of gluten-free options. Just I wanted mm-hmm. to throw that out there to you. Um, in the bakery section, believe it or not. And then also, they're going to be they're going to have a liquor store right next to them, like Lucky's used to. So it's going to be Molly. It's called Molly's. Yeah, it's supposed to open up in December, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the woman that I was speaking to, they have an Ozo Coffee inside too. So that's another oh, wow. plus. Wow. An Ozo coffee inside, and then she was telling me that they're planning that the liquor store will have some really good prices because of I don't know the volume buying or whatever. Who knows? But, but anyway, I think and it's pretty this, cool. And all this right, right down the road from o- O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Your, all right, and then uh, yeah, the RV. Uh, yeah, the RV ban. Yeah, our, the council approves uh, a ban on RV street parking. So. Yeah. This one, um, I'm sure a lot of people have mixed feelings about this one. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, uh, there's a lot of litter, um, a lot of waste, a lot of people sort of setting up camp kind of wherever you can. On the other hand, there's a lot of people who are struggling to make ends meet or just, you know, live somewhere. And um, there was a rather impassioned person on the subreddit, the Longmont subreddit, saying this went through and now what am I going to do? I've got until this thing is enacted to figure out where I'm going to go. Yeah. Because he's living out of an RV. He works. He's got a job. Uh, but he said, I can't, you know, I can't park at my job. I can't. So I'm going to have to drive around. So, um, you know, that's, it's a, it's no small thing. We'll see if they make any movement on the safe lot coming up too for RVs. Um, you know, I'd like to see both ends of the solution, not just the ban. I guess you can get a permit if you are a private user, like you're a homeowner and you want to park your RV outside yeah. for a couple of days and stuff. There's yeah. there's workarounds for that. People were very concerned about that on the subreddit too. So I guess that's part of it. Um, you know, you, it's it's all well and good to say, um, geez, this, this looks messy, it looks dirty, It, but there's a whole human side that goes into it too that I'm, I'm not blind to. That said, there was also another discussion uh, in a Boulder chat this morning talking about their frustrations with their their common spaces, their greenways, um, all being a little, like not feeling clean and safe and, and like you want to go there for your morning jog or you want to walk there, you want to yeah. bike to the store. So there's there's a line to walk. I don't I don't know what the line is. You know, I'm it's a, a complicated, it's a really complicated issue. It so is, I don't yeah. want to really, there's some nuance here. Yeah. So I don't want to just kind of dismiss it and just say, Hey, you know, it's just like, Hey, get off my lawn kind of thing and move your RV out. Yes. It's it's much more nuanced than that. It was, I will say it was a six to one vote. There was only one dissenting in the Mm -hmm. vote. So, um, you know, it wasn't even close, uh, for whatever that, you know, whatever that does for you. So that's, that's right. Um, switching again, uh, the Calwood fire, which is the largest one in Boulder County. So we had a pretty epic year for fires, tragically climate change. Oh, and we're having like the latest, like in Nicaragua, Nicaragua is about to get thumped by a cat five hurricane. Uh, apparently the latest cat five hurricane that's ever been. And like some of the latest whatever so oh gosh it's november yeah absolutely yeah, it's, it's mid-november peak season's mid-september something like that and yeah. they're getting absolutely they're gonna get barnstormed i am i mean i don't know anybody in nicaragua but my heart goes out my god um anyway that's you know sustainability sustainability climate change uh all the fires and stuff that we've had we've had the biggest like a run of biggest fires in colorado in just this one year which is very alarming to me um but the calwood one is now contained 
So, yeah, and it's really tragic. Nicaragua is just a uh, hurting country anyway, yeah, uh, financially. Um, so that's really tragic. That is a massive hurricane. I just kind of had to pull it up. It's massive. Oh, it's yeah. So Cat Five is I think 160 yeah. plus mile an yeah. hour winds, 150 yeah. plus mile an hour winds, and it'll. Yeah. I mean, they decrease quickly as they come on shore, but where that lands is going to get hit very, very hard. And I, I, I mean, what do you say? I yeah. mean, I got no words for that. It's you, you got me uh i don't know it's tough that's beyond our purview basically but that's you know well we always somebody... talk weather here there's always a hot hot take on weather so we're, we're always gonna, gonna have, have a gorgeous it, yeah. gorgeous couple days coming up here yeah which is nice so so while we uh look to get out for this episode do you have any wonderful thoughts about thanksgiving are you doing anything special how are you doing nothing that? probably we'll probably do a little bit between kelsey and i i mean um my parents asked if they should come out and we said no they said they'd drive we said you know no it's because i mean it's the stay-at-home orders changed again we mentioned last time but they're saying not more than 10 people not more than two households in one house at any given time which means that even though my brother lives up the block in theory, until yeah. some quarantine thing happens and they're part of our house, uh, we shouldn't actually all be in the same room together. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. okay, that's... I know. Yeah. I, know. I know. It's tough. It really is it tough. Is. You, yeah. It's, uh, it's I, not... I will the, say... The Thanksgiving, we all kind of... You know, no. Finished, obviously. So. It's not. And what I'm looking forward to is finding a game or something to stay involved. Some online thing that we can play with my folks and with my family and stuff. But that's kind of, I think, what we're going to be. I'm hoping for, fingers crossed, hoping for that vaccine next year and we can see, do, and have fun. I know, I think so. Um, Go to the grocery store I, and compare prices. Very optimistic about that. But, you know, again, I think if you would have said eight months ago that we'd still be here. Interesting. Uh, all right. As always, thanks to Andy Epler for our intro music. This is David Cutter Music. It's called Wine, which seems to be alcohol, being COVID. <laughs> it seems uh, like an appropriate topic. What's in your mug there, Eric? <laughs> That's right. Find us on Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find your pod content. Reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com. Want to give a special shout out to one of our listeners, John. Um, yeah. Just thinking good thoughts for John and hope he's doing yep. Yep, same. Yeah.